0: hi i'm emily hi i'm nicole and this is yes dude the show about shit we like
1: hello it has been a while um okay what okay the the it hadn't gotten like me talking yet so the like baseline was probably the fridge because i can hear the fridge but i'm like that's not silence whatever that is (laughs) oh man
0: (laughs) (laughs) technology has sucked the last three weeks
1: yeah dude we back though we are got new mics you got, got a new new mic. mic i restarted my computer because mine was doing something weird <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it didn't require a mic so that's good or a new computer for that matter
1: right so i mean it will at some point my computer's so old is it hot over there
0: <laughs> yes it's like 80 degrees in this room
1: oh i called kelsey while i was Pulling up Skype to turn off the air because I forgot to turn it off. <laughs> We've taken a little break, not because we personally needed breaks, but because of technical difficulties and then hardware difficulties.
0: Our technology needed breaks.
1: Which is why Nicole's audio sounds weird in the last episode.
0: Like I'm talking into a tin can? Yeah. Whoops.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if that's our it first is it is, major... It's better than just computer mic but
0: this is true but if that's better or if that's like our first like major flub then i'm okay with it yeah i wasn't we're even 20... your
1: fault <laughs> i know like, that's what i mean it's not like you like you know tripped and like threw your mic across the room it just like broke
0: <laughs> literally broke and i didn't even notice until you're like hey is your mic on and i was like wait no <laughs> but it's plugged in yeah that stupid little
1: metal <laughs> that was so weird
0: it was. It just, like, fell into the mic and was, like, rattling around. <laughs> I finally threw it away today because I opened this one, but...
1: Yeah. Is that one matte? I asked you that earlier, but you couldn't hear anything I said.
0: No, I couldn't. But yes, it is.
1: <laughs> uh, I wish I would have known that. I would have ordered a black one in the first place. <laughs>
0: it's very pretty.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with shiny, but if I have to choose, i going matte every time.
0: <laughs> I'm going matte every time, and also black feel, like suits my soul a little bit more than the white does, so... I like the look of the white one, but I definitely am digging this black.
1: I think it was just the cheapest option of the three. (laughs) What was the other one? Chrome. But Chrome. To be fair. Oh, that's right. The the Chrome might be because there's two different versions. We got the ice originally. I don't know if you got the ice again, but I did. I got the the ice because there's the snowball and the snowball ice.
0: Yeah, I got the snowball ice.
1: Yes, the third one is Chrome because I was just looking on their website to see if there was any kind of frequently asked questions that could help me, and there were not.
0: There were not.
1: So my downstairs neighbor, you'll probably meet at some point when you're here, because she's outside all the time because she smokes, Uh, so she's usually outside when I get home. I, like, you know, talk to her for a second while I'm walking up the stairs, but I had, uh, I stopped at. The store today and got some ciders because I wanted uh, alcohol <laughs> for our first recording back. So I got this one, the Cider Boys, which I've showed you. I can't see. If yeah, you can cider see that. peach. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's peach and apple. But <laughs> I had the. I was just like carrying it up the stairs, and she's like, "Oh, beer clock." And I'm like, "Yep, you know it."
0: Sure is. And she's
1: like, "I uh, I tried those." Um. Those apple juice beers, those were pretty good. I'm like, yeah.
0: The Angry Orchard, yes.
1: No, I mean, she just meant, like, cider in general. Oh, so okay. either doesn't know or could not think of the word, the word. cider. So like, those <laughs> apple juice beers. I'm like, yeah, this one's apple and peach. It sounded pretty good.
0: I mean, it's a good combo. But the...
1: <laughs> So while
0: I was waiting for you, that's really funny. I sent stuff in a collage of Reddit screenshots mm. um, of people, like, posting their text conversations with significant others and one was like how do you spell waffles and it was like w-a-f-o-l-s like those ego things or something like that and then the person was like waffles w-a-f-f-l-e-s so it's just like a bunch of like people thinking like not being e- either able to spell or think of the word that they were thinking of so yeah. what your neighbor story totally oh, just reminded me of what? that i'll send it to you after we're done yeah it's Actually comical.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's always funny, but also like just Google ego if you know that word. Like, right. like you can just Google it and it'll be so much faster. Yes. So I don't remember. I had two work things to tell you, and now I have completely forgotten anything I was going to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that we're all flustered by. Oh, I remember difficulties.
1: one difficulties. Cause it was the first thing that happened today because we open at noon on sundays oh we've changed our hours i haven't been here in a while <laughs> we've changed our hours uh so on sundays we're only open noon to three now so <laughs> i get there at you know 11 40. we get there 20 minutes early so we can like do opening stuff and uh i get there at 11 40 and someone pulls up i have four bags waiting for me because it's already halfway through the day for most people <laughs>
0: like Right? And Sunday is a day a lot of people do laundry.
1: Yeah, I have so much stuff to do already. I'm um, like, I'm not opening the door early. I know your name, and I'm not letting you in. You can wait in your car if you want. Go get a smoothie. I don't care. I'm not unlocking the door. So I didn't, I was detailing clothes for an hour and a half straight today. When you
0: first got in? Yeah, when I first
1: That's got like in. That's like half your shift. Yeah, exactly. And people just kept coming in. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. So <laughs> he like pulls on the door, and I'm like, yeah, it's locked. I don't know what to tell you. The gate is closed, and all the lights are off, so I don't know what you think is going to happen. Of course I've locked the door behind me. <laughs> you can see the pile of bags in front of the window. I haven't gotten them yet. So, <laughs> so I'm like doing whatever. And at, at some point, he tries to open the door again, and I'm like, do you think that I snuck up there and unlocked the door when you looked away? Right. Also, didn't you guys
0: have the hours put on your window, like the new Mm -hmm. hours actually put on your window?
1: Okay. But people think that if you're inside, that means you're open. And I'm like, no, our hours are posted for a reason. I'm not unlocking the door until we're open. I feel that. Yeah. So, so he's still like waiting out there for me to finish whatever I'm doing and for it to turn twelve o'clock because I'm not opening the door. If you're, if I like you and you're like. A nice customer all sometimes you know if I'm not doing anything I'll open the door a couple minutes early and they're like hey you can come in but if you're gonna keep pulling on the door and expecting me to let you in early it's not gonna happen no like you can be patient go sit in your car I didn't make you stand outside for 15 minutes right like chill bro yeah so so I open the door and everything like turn on the lights and he's like hey thanks for opening up and I'm like no problem we open at noon (laughs) like Don't be a douche.
0: Right? Like, don't be an ass. Jeez. Yeah.
1: I don't remember what the other thing was.
0: What a turd. I'd be so mad. Yeah. Thanks for opening the door.
1: Yeah, we open at noon. That's a great
0: response. Like, he didn't say anything to that, did he?
1: He was like, oh, you guys changed your hours. And I'm like, yeah, we're not, you know, we're noon to three on Sundays now and we had to close one of our stores. I love telling people that we had to close one of our stores. It sucks because it means that we get less hours. But (laughs) it's the best. One guy I had one guy drop off earlier last week sometime, and he's like, "Oh, I used to go to the uh, location over on whatever that closed." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "He's like, yeah, I, I dropped my shirt off, and it came back, uh, and it was like cardboard. Is there any way to fix that I'm like, "Yeah, you bring it in, and they just put too much starch in it. We can, you know, send it for a redo." And he's like, "Oh, okay, that must be why they closed." <laughs> I'm like, "I said nothing, and like went to go get his stuff, and he's like." do you know why they closed? I'm like, yeah, we don't get enough business to keep all the locations open. (laughs) And also
0: all of our clothes go to one factory. I know they all go to the same place. So (laughs) it's
1: not because of the store. It's because of the plant.
0: Right. People. (laughs) We are fully staffed at work again. Everyone is back in the office, but between the people that have left and the people we had to lay off at the beginning, we are able to keep distance safely. And we're wearing masks all the time, and in the break room, and anytime we get up out of our desks. So I feel pretty comfortable there. (laughs) Most people are pretty good. Uh, Everyone washes, sanitizes like they should. So that's good. This is the new, new life post COVID or during COVID during COVID. But the new life currently. It'll be really interesting to see what happens in the future. But it's kind of it's really nice actually having everyone back just because it's a load off of me and we can get back to, like, productive flow. Yeah. Not saying that I hold everything up, but everything just flows better when everyone's in the office. Yeah. So. And it's good to see people's faces. Like, it's been five months since I've seen certain people, so that's what happened this last week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also, we had a bomb threat on Friday. Oh, yeah. Actually, we didn't. Um, the federal building downtown did. Apparently, there was a truck full of explosives headed down to the middle of Portland on Friday. Was that true? But, um. So, apparently, the threat came on Thursday, and the federal building they just closed it down for, on Friday, and all the city and Portland employees were told to go home by noon on Friday. Mm-hmm. We ended up going home at, like, 1.45 is when I was told to to go home. But I was watching the news on it. Like, I had to Google it because nobody was, like, saying anything. Yeah. And I was watching one of the newscasters. She talked to the FBI. And they said that a lot of times they're able to quickly disprove or discredit claims. But they're having a little bit of difficulty discrediting this one just because of where it came from. So... They said to avoid the downtown area all weekend. <laughs> but there was a huge protest in downtown, and counter-protesters uh, were there as well, and it turned really ugly. So, at this point, it doesn't seem like the threat was credible, but there was a big event in downtown this weekend. So, yeah. <laughs> so bomb threat, uh, at this point, doesn't seem to be credible, but shit went down, so... <laughs> I'm just glad I stayed out of downtown this weekend.
1: Hold on a second. So I just realized that uh, my Audacity says built-in microphone. Oh. Um, So I actually don't know if my mic works. Oh. Hey, so we're just going to have two episodes of bad audio in a row. Oh, no, I can't hear you at all. You can't hear me at all?
0: Oh, no, I can. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Are you using your mic? Your computer mic?
1: It already is.
0: It is now, yes.
1: No, for you. But on my audacity, it wasn't connected to my mic. It was, it's always been built-in microphone. Okay, that makes sense. So we're gonna have two two episodes in a row of bad audio, uh, and I'll hopefully my mic actually does work. Cool. So my first topic is historical fiction. Okay, I dig. Yeah, historical fiction. Uh, is defined as a genre where the plot takes place in a setting located in the past and pays attention to manners, social conditions, and other details of the period. So, fiction that is historical.
0: <laughs>
1: like the American Girl books. Sure. <laughs> that I... I didn't write that down, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's what the first thing that comes to mind to me, because when I was younger I got the colonial American Girl boxes, mm-hmm. and Obviously, like, those are fiction, but based off real events. History. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. It doesn't have
1: to be based on real events. It just has to be in the past. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, like, technically, as a subgenre, there's, like, historical fantasy. So, you know, all of the Game of Thrones and that stuff is still historical fiction. (laughs) It's just not realistic historical fiction has been around for a long time. I mean, you could argue that, like, folklore of, you know, indigenous peoples is a version of historical fiction because, you know, a lot of the time they're describing the start of the world and stuff. So that is before they were there.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, all of that kind of stuff just hasn't, you know, been written down, really. But... In the 14th century, three of the four four classics—I don't know—there's four books <laughs> that are from uh, Chinese authors: uh, Water Margin, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and Journey to the West, from the 14th century that are like early versions of historical fiction. <laughs> I have not read any of those. <laughs> I did not know they
0: existed until just now. Yeah, I was today years old.
1: And then in the 19th century. You have things like A Tale of Two Cities, Last of the Mohicans, The Scarlet Letter, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Count of Monte Cristo, and The Three Musketeers. Also, none of which I've read. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm realizing is the Scarlet Letter spelled with two T's? I don't know because I wrote it with two T's, but her name is Hester.
0: I think Scarlet is the color, right? And that's well, name.
1: yeah, but I I copied it down off of the Wikipedia article. I'm just now realizing that I put two T's there. Maybe I was getting ready to write letter. I don't know. <laughs> and then some newer classics from the 20th century. You have I, Claudius, Absalom, Absalom, and A Long, Long Way. None of which I knew were historical fiction because I have not read those either. <laughs> so Same. it may, might seem like I don't like historical fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but really, you do. I do. It's just... I. I'm not a big classics person. I read James Joyce once and it took me like six months to get through Dubliners. And that's a book of short stories. It should not take that long because <laughs> it was rough going. I just Googled, why do people like historical fiction? And it was an article. It was kind of like a promo interview article with a, an author whose new historical fiction novel is coming out. <laughs> okay. But she made the point that reading history allows us to know what happened, but reading historical fiction allows us to be moved by what happened. I'm like, that's cool, because, like, when you read a history book, you know that, like... With the... uh, The lanterns and the British are are coming. You know that Paul Revere (laughs) rode his little horse around saying the British are coming. But you don't know how people felt about that. Right, like, what about the
0: people inside their house? Exactly, what about
1: the people who weren't Paul Revere? (laughs) Right. So I think that's cool, I tend to go more for historical romance, but not like, I'm very picky about my romance novels because I don't like modern romance novels because I don't find any of the characters believable when they irritate me. And I don't like like enemies to lovers stories because I'm like, I don't buy it. That guy's a douche. <laughs> Why right. are you sleeping like- with him now? Uh, but historical fiction tends to not have all of that kind of stuff and i prefer the like society lady who wants more out of life and falls in love with like the stable boy <laughs> and like they have to sneak around because if her parents find out she's cast out <laughs> like, i don't know i just like the you know want more out of life kind of narrative i feel that yeah so i'm actually on my third historical fiction for the year it's not great so far <laughs> I'm, I'm over halfway through but it's not going to be one that I suggest to people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's going to be a check mark on the list and moving on. Mm-hmm. It's going to cross out my second
1: I for the year and then I'm going straight on to J. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. But the first book I read this year was American Duchess. And it is a like fictionalized version of the life of Consuelo Vanderbilt. Of the Vanderbilts.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Which is like, you know. A Family that's still around in America, they have yeah. a reality TV, they own Bravo basically at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Vanderbilt, uh, nope, Vanderpump, Vanderpump rules <laughs> anyway. <laughs> different family, <laughs> <laughs> but so, do you know the history of like American society girls being like married off to British royalty?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> so it's basically about Consuelo Vanderbilt, who okay. That you know happened to her, but it was pretty good. And I don't know how much of it is true. Like I don't know if she was really like in the coronation. I don't see why they would have made up something like a major event like that. But it was good. <laughs> I liked it. She uh, ended up leaving her husband and going to marry the. French guy that she met at, like, her first coming out ball that she fell in love with and they, like, you know, crossed paths over the years. (laughs) And then he was a (sighs) hot air balloon guy because it was like the 1800s when they met.
0: It's (laughs) a goal of go on a hot air (laughs) balloon.
1: That sounds like a nightmare. Thanks. (laughs) But that was good. And also, the last one that I read is called The Glittering Hour. Also, takes place pre-world war Two. that's the time frame that i like late 1800s to like pre-world war Two. so there's like touchstones that i'm familiar with like a horse and buggy <laughs> but but like i don't want all the technology and stuff in there i want right. it to be like still back in the days when you i don't know people owned like mansions just regular families had like mansions in new york and you like go out in the society and then you go off and you do the hunting season and everyone stays inside because it rains i don't know
0: historical fiction kind of reminds me of like tuck everlasting did you read that
1: i did not but scott johnson jackson it it. does
0: you watched the movie though obviously right
1: i owned it i don't think i ever watched it oh sister girl we have to watch that uh, there's a fountain of youth or something right it's got Roy gilmore in it It's spring but yes it does (laughs)
0: Yeah. Rory Girl Gilmore. <laughs> not her name, but okay. <laughs> Who was it? Um, oh, hold on a second.
1: Is it not Alexis Bledel?
0: It is, is Alexis Bledel.
1: Yeah, Rory Gilmore. I know,
0: but that's not her like <laughs> real name.
1: <laughs> I know it's not her real name.
0: But yes, Rory Gilmore. I had this conversation with my coworker on Thursday actually about Alexis Bledel or about talking about. Yes, she was talking about Gilmore Girls and how the mom played in a show that she really likes, and she was recommending to the Parenthood. show. And I was like,
1: what? called parenthood yes Yes. Mm -hmm. that's good too (laughs) that is her own personal favorite character this is not what we're talking about parenthood is a modern show it is not historical fiction if you want good historical fiction i can't remember the name of it
0: the mom though right that's who we're talking about now the mom plays the role in parenthood
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah just making sure i was fun lauren graham i have her uh book yes that's
0: who she said
1: yeah
0: that's so weird that name has been recommended to me twice this week
1: Not weird, but
0: clearly she's (laughs) interested. I mean, I wouldn't
1: have brought up Parenthood on my own. You brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) I did. (laughs) And said it was a good show. But, shoot, what's it called? It's a Western. It's like a four-part series. they got Sam Waterston and one of the Jeffs. (laughs) Well, it's either Jeff Bridges or the other Jeff.
0: It's probably Jeff Bridges because he did Westerns.
1: But who's the other Jeff? I don't know. I don't really watch movies or tv shows i know you don't and i can never remember and i can never keep them straight
0: do you want me to google it jeff bridges or jeff blank
1: i mean you can (laughs) i don't know know if that'll bring bring it up no it's fine (laughs) really what i'm trying to get to is the name of the show but i can't remember it's so good though godless it's called godless there we go yep it's real good Good i would recommend it it's only four parts it's about a western town it's a mining town all the men died so there's like the sheriff and the, the boy, and that's it. <laughs> and then we the rest of the town as women because all of the men died. That's weird. Oh, well, they died in a mining accident. They didn't just like. I know, but. All like, of the men died.
0: That, like, presents an interesting scenario.
1: <laughs> it's great. It's a regular Western, except there are no men.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, do they just, like, repopulate the town? Or, like, how does that happen? Or do, like, new people come? Or.
1: Um. No. I mean, eventually the town's gonna die. <laughs> Unless everyone leaves. Because I recommend keep going. It's only been or like, to, like keep a, a couple league. years.
0: So it's called Godless, yes? hmm. Okay. Now my curiosity itch is satisfied. Okay. Is that it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. You can go.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I had other things to say at some point, but.
0: At this point, it's going out the window. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give a huge disclaimer here. I'm white as fuck. However, I did try to find vetted for info because I truly enjoy the culture in which I'm going to be discussing, uh, specifically the food of this culture. So my topic is Mexican food. So Mexican food uh, history is actually pretty complex. Uh, Mexican history in general is pretty complex. It is believed to be derived from the Mayans, who were, quote, hunter-gatherers, and they were the ones who basically introduced maize and, like, domesticated it and created, like, terrace farming and all that. They were also created with maize nixtamalization, which was a method of soaking and cooking and grinding grain, which allowed for the creation of corn tortillas. So they basically grinded it up, the corn in a mortar pestle, added some water, flattened it out, cooked it, and then you had your corn tortilla. So that like opened the door for a lot of things because breads weren't really a thing yet because flour was still fairly new. So it created a whole new like style of cooking and food. Mayan methods eventually mixed with other Mesoamerican cooking methods, specifically the Aztec. The Mexica formation of the Aztec Empire was, by the 1300s, thriving. Wild game such as turkey and duck had already become domesticated. Beans, squash, chia seed, avocado, tomatoes, cacao, cactus, vanilla, tomatillos, agave, and chili pepper were all basically crops at that point. Um, So they had a pretty good array of farming going in 1521 as we all know spain invaded mexico the spaniards brought livestock such as sheep pigs and cows as well as dairy products herbs garlic wheat and spices so because mexican cooking is so it varies by or i guess it's so like complex It varies by which area of Mexico you're in. So take mole, for example. Uh, Mole is often found in the southern and central regions of Mexico, but not in the northern or Baja
1: regions. Well, yeah. I mean, it's regional, like any country. Yeah. I don't know. It was just... I mean, if you say beer, cheese, soup to anyone outside of the Midwest, like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: I mean, we have it here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it on Reddit and everyone's like, what the hell is that?
0: Really? Yeah. I've never had a problem finding people who like beer cheese soup.
1: Yeah, but you have it there.
0: (laughs) This is true. They don't have that in Phoenix?
1: I don't know. I don't go around asking people if they know what beer cheese soup is. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Anyways, uh, another similar diversity is the flauta versus taquito. The flauta is a flour corn tortilla. Or the flauta is a flour tortilla that's rolled rolled around a meat filling and then deep fried. Often served with salsa and sour cream and guac. The taquito is a corn tortilla that's rolled around and rolled around a meat filling. And then deep fried served with sour cream and salsa and guac. And where you get those depends on whether that region likes flour or corn tortillas. I mean, those are always an option, but typically they're, if you just order them, they'll serve them how their region does it. Mm. I'm basically just going to be talking about the favorite foods that I like. Feel free to... My favorite Mexican foods that I like. Um, feel free to pop in whenever have... Pico de gallo. Do you like yours with or without jalapeno?
1: What, what's my other option?
0: I don't know. If Some I people... don't have jalapeno. Some people don't like jalapeno in their
1: pico. But then what do you do? Then it's just tomatoes and onions.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: and no, cilantro. <laughs> you gotta have spicy. <laughs> or what's the point?
0: Agreed. Okay. <laughs> okay. I am also the opinion that it's jalapeno is required. So... Salsa literally means sauce. I did not know that until I was
1: researching this. We we do that a lot. (laughs) Literally, the Yucatan Peninsula. Fucking settlers came over and they were like, Hey, what do you call this place? And they're like, Yucatan. Which means I don't know what you're saying. And they're like, oh, Yucatan. Fascinating. (laughs) That's funny.
0: My favorite salsa is habanero salsa. Out of all the salsas, it's, for me, got the most, like, bite but also not super acidic like Mm. i don't know i feel like jalapenos are pretty acidic and bitey whereas i think like habanero is more spice but also a little bit like creamier if that makes sense
1: yeah do you have a favorite salsa like you like all the hot things but (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i don't i don't know (laughs) i don't like try i don't make salsas with different peppers because i'm the only one who's gonna eat it (laughs) it's gonna be in there forever right I like paste, because it reminds me of Lunchables, because that's the salsa that they put in the nacho Lunchable, if you've ever had that. I have had that, but as the salsa? Yeah, I didn't uh, realize that until I ate it as an adult, and I was like, this is the same one that's in the Lunchable.
0: <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, Stefan and I like to make refried beans, mm-hmm. but... Refried beans are actually a off of well fried beans. They're basically the same thing. This is our shit episode. Yeah, the last one in this. My one next. Our shit my next
1: topic is surprisingly fitting. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So, refried or well fried beans are usually made with lard and mm-hmm. mixed with a mixer. I didn't know that. I just thought they were mashed. That they are whipped, and that's what makes them like light and fluffy. Yep.
1: Taco Bell fun fact doesn't use lard in their beans. Really? So, yeah. Interesting. But most places it is lard, so watch out if you're vegetarian.
0: I was gonna say, so you can eat that
1: at Taco Bell. Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay.
1: Also, the um, if you're like buying a can of refried beans, just find the one that says vegetarian on it,
0: or the Taco Bell one. There you go. My favorite Mexican breakfast is chilaquiles. <laughs> I love chilaquiles. Me too. <laughs> oh, me so yeah. much. That was my last breakfast before in the airport before we left Cabo, and I was
1: so. The calices are my favorite. I used to order that all the time when I lived in LA. I would like because I would work uh overnights for like two and a half years while I was there, so I would order it when I left work, and then it would get there like right after I did. <laughs> That's perfect. So I wouldn't have to wait for
0: it. Timing is great, and it's still hot. Yeah. So for listeners who don't know, uh, although you should. Chilaquiles are quartered corn tortillas, lightly fried with green or red salsa, typically both, at least I order both usually, uh, with chicken, cheese, refried beans, and fried or scrambled eggs. Also, depending on if you're a vegetarian or vegan, you, just you don't can get the eggs and yeah.
1: the cheese and most, uh some places. If you go to a place that has vegetarian options, you can probably get tofu, chilaquiles.
0: Oh. Can you shred tofu? Is like tofu shareable. I guess it's, it would probably be like, like more like jackfruit, right? Like jackfruit would be more of this shreddable thing?
1: You can shred jackfruit,
0: yes. Okay. I feel like that would be a better option than shredded tofu. I crumble
1: it. Oh. Like ground beef.
0: And then obviously a crowd favorite, the taco, a little corn tortilla, the filling, your choice of protein. So my favorite. Are we talking a...
1: street tacos yeah. or American
0: tacos? <laughs> street tacos. Okay. We're talking traditional Mexican food here.
1: Those making sure.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, Traditional street tacos. So the corn tortilla, you're filling your protein. My favorite as of late has been shrimp. I have been getting down with the shrimp tacos. Oh, but that makes me so sad. It actually just reminded me. My favorite Mexican guy who owned a food cart right at the bottom of our building, the food cart got moved away and I was so
1: sad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So sad. No. I'm going to... Sorry, I'm going to clarify, but when you said my favorite Mexican guy, you meant your favorite guy who makes Mexican food, not your favorite Mexican person. Yes, this is true.
0: (laughs) My favorite Mexican food cart guy. (laughs) He did everything, like, he literally handmade everything, like, day of. Mm -hmm. That makes me so sad. But, so you have your filling, your onion, and your cilantro. Pretty simple, pretty basic, but also freaking delicious.
1: Yeah. If you go, depending on which grocery store you go to, because I live in Phoenix, you can get, like, they'll have, like, the tortilla ladies for like, making handmade tortillas instead of, like, the mission or whatever.
0: Yeah. The place I go to, there's a little spot here. It is called Los Gorditos. And I get these things called tocatotes. And they are corn tortillas, but they're, like, fluffy corn tortillas. And they're a little bit thick. And they hand make them, like, when I order them. They're so good. They come with shrimp and avocado and tomato and lettuce and sour cream and onion. Delicious. Now I want to talk with those days. After we're done recording, we're going to have nachos, though.
1: Yeah, I'm going to order
0: Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Also, fitting topic.
1: Yeah, I actually thought about, because I've been planning on that like since I left work, I'm like, ooh, that sounds good. And then I was going to mention that I'm going to order Chipotle because I want Mexican food. And I was like, I'm not going to say that because then people are going to at me.
0: <laughs> but since we're on the topic of Mexican food...
1: Yeah. I'm going to say Chipotle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very American. Yeah. Mexican style. But yeah, that's about all I had to say. I just wanted to talk about how much I liked... Have you ever had chili ready
1: Yes. Also freaking um, delicious. My favorite. So good. We were... My mom and I went to Texas because we had two family reunions in seventh grade. And we ate Mexican food like... Every night, we would go out with my uh, dad's parents. We would, we would go get Mexican food, like, every night. And that's what my granddad had. Every time. It was totally us So good. Also, have you ever had a sopapia? No. Okay. So, when you live in the Pacific Northwest, a sopapia is a plate full of chips, like nachos. But instead of savory, it has, like, cinnamon sugar and, like, chocolate sauce and honey or whatever. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay, that's not a sopapilla. Okay. Get when you go to the South and you get, like, some real Mexican food, uh, first of all, sopapillas are complimentary at the end of the meal, like the chips, but also, it's like a, have you ever had, <laughs> let's compare it to something else now, Zapoli, or beignets. Oh, yeah, totally. It's like that, except instead of powdered sugar, it's, like cinnamon sugar I believe it was cinnamon sugar maybe it was powdered sugar but it's like a fried dough like a donut it's mm-hmm. like an air pocket and it's like honey drizzled over it and they're fucking complimentary everywhere you go alright insane and I'm like what are we doing up there <laughs> because <laughs> this is so good and it's get free. your shit
0: together PNW yeah
1: I did not know that mm-hmm. oh also orchata.
0: yes oh my god orchata. Stefan and I get it all the time Oftentimes, we'll wake up at, like, 9 o'clock on a Saturday and look at each other and be like, I don't want to make breakfast, so we'll go to Don Pedro's and get the breakfast burritos. And we get a large horchata and split it, and it's
1: so good. Have you ever had Jamaica? Uh,
0: um, no.
1: So, it's okay. I don't, <laughs> I recently found out on, like, this last season of Queer Eye <laughs> that Jamaica is, like, a hibiscus tea.
0: Now that you say it's like a hibiscus, I think I have. It's also pink, isn't it? It's pink, but it doesn't really taste like hibiscus. No, I'm almost it's certain it's real good. I good. I it's like
1: it. fruity, like almost raspberry, maybe. Yes, I don't know. You put a lot of sugar in it. I almost <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm almost so certain I've had that
0: somewhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've ordered it at a restaurant.
1: Probably. I feel it's like I like I have. Jamaica. Yes, but it's Jamaica.
0: Yes, I have.
1: Yeah, it's real good. We have is it senior 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 taco. I'm getting all of my places confused. I can't remember if these things are here or in Medford. <laughs> Senior Sam's is, I believe, in Medford. My brother can tell me. But they're a place that delivers to my work that I get sometimes. I'll get, like, a burrito and a Jamaica. Yeah, So good.
0: So good. But that's all. <laughs> I really just wanted to chat about how freaking good Mexican, like, true traditional Mexican cooking is. Like, it is a gift that that we have yeah. experienced that. yeah.
1: Also, I mean, who can fault a country who gave
0: us the quesadilla? Right. <laughs> the Quesadilla is like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. A little tortilla and some cheese and and a sauce. pan.
1: It's so okay. good. A little bit of hot sauce and delicious. My favorite, which is like the fat kid way to do it, <laughs> you do double tortilla so it's full size. <laughs> you heat it up and the cheese is all melted. And you, you uh, just pizza sauce, some, like, sour cream on there, and then hot sauce on top of that. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So good. <laughs> yeah. So you get sour cream in every bite, and you don't have to dip. It's the greatest. Yeah. Love that.
0: Yeah. A little bit messier, but
1: super it worth it. It's so good.
0: Super worth it.
1: <laughs> All right, bro. What's your second topic? Okay, well, my second topic... <laughs> has just gotten a lot more fitting the more this episode has gone on. Okay. Okay. My second topic is jumping the shark.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Do you know what that is? No. You've never heard Jump the Shark before? No. Okay. So Jumping the Shark is an idiom used for a moment when something that was once widely popular but has since grown but has since grown less popular makes a misguided attempt at generating publicity that instead only serves to highlight its irrelevance.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I feel attacked.
1: Oh, man. So, (laughs) Jumping the Shark is coined because of a little show I like to call Happy Days. And everyone else also calls it that, (laughs) because that's (laughs) what it's called. I was
0: going to say, don't we all call it that? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) So, the beginning of season five, They were like, hey, we need to up the stakes. Someone's going to challenge Fonzie about his bravery or whatever. (laughs) Macho-ness. And he's going to, what's the, this one? Water ski. He's going to water ski over a shark. Okay. Because after five seasons, that's where the writers were at, idea-wise, apparently.
0: Water ski over a shark, huh? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So the phrase jumping the shark is used mostly to be like, wow, that was a big swing and it didn't really work. And people still aren't watching the show because like the show was kind of like dying anyway. It was dying anyway. And they were like, wow, we got to pull something out here and (laughs) bring in the viewers. And then it doesn't really work. That's not really the case with Happy Days. It was, I mean, in its fifth season and it was still... A lot of people were still watching it at that point, and it had seven more years after that.
0: I was gonna say that was a long <laughs> it was just, show.
1: Yeah, they had seven more years after the the shark jump, but it was just so off brand for that show. This like family sitcom for <laughs> them to go to Hollywood or whatever and like jump a shark. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> so really, jumping the shark is you know kind of should be a description of writers doing something that doesn't really make sense for that show. <laughs> but I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I'm on see I'm I have like one episode left in season 13 of ER. There's okay. only 15 seasons. I have two seasons left. Around the end of season 8, beginning of season 9, I'm like, "Yes, shit is popping off." <laughs> uh, and I can I'll get to that at the end because these are some good jumps that they got going on over at er okay (laughs) but i uh found a list from screen rant about i don't know it was like 15 shows or something that you know are widely (laughs) widely known as the shark jumps of these shows (laughs) there are some other ones that like i would include on the list like the entire season two of friday night lights (laughs) Um, i did not watch that you didn't watch Friday Night Lights? No, dude. Oh my god, it's so good. Okay, so I'm going to spoil Friday Night Lights a little bit here for you. I can't remember if this was season two or season three. Either way, it's so wild because it's a show about teenagers playing football, right? And then, so Tyra Colette is like the, I would say popular girl. She's not like the popular popular girl, like the cheerleader popular, but she's like the popular with the guys character. Okay. yeah. Which is kind of bad because really she's only with one guy for most of the show. She just has some sort of reputation. I get it. It happens.
0: No but, judgment.
1: Well, there is no judgment except for everyone in that small Texas town who wouldn't give her a chance because she came in from i sorry. I really have a soft spot for Tyra Collette. Okay. <laughs> she just grew up in a trailer park and people are like, ooh. She's blonde and tall and wears low-cut shirts. She must sleep with everyone. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a point in which she gets, it's like they're at the diner or something and she's like leaving and some guy like sneaks up and tries to grab her or whatever and Landry sees this and comes out and he uh, kills the guy somehow. Kills the guy? Yeah, the guy dies. <laughs> I can't remember exactly oh my details, god this is a story but... about high school football people
0: kids playing football and people are dying in parking lots after kidnapping
1: so well he never kidnapped her or assaulted her or whatever he was going to do to her uh, but he tried and Landry was like oh I gotta I see this guy trying to like grab Tyra. I gotta go help her um his dad's a cop his dad's like okay you can't go to jail they torched the car <laughs> Oh my well, god, it gets And then worse. nobody ever, I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? The plot thickens. It's so wild. <laughs> so there are other shows from And that's only list. in season two? It's season two or three. Okay, season two is... Everybody in the universe who's ever watched that show agrees, you can skip season two. Okay. Just go straight from one to three. I mean, I wouldn't actually recommend that because... It's part of the show. Watch it. <laughs> like, I'm sure there are things that you happen that come up later. I don't remember anything specific. But, like, it's just, that's the worst season. <laughs> so there are some substitutions I would make on this list. Because a lot of these shows I actually haven't watched. But I am familiar enough with to comment on. And also I read all the descriptions of the jumps. <laughs> so, that's 70s show. Okay. <laughs> season 8. Season 7. There are 8 seasons. Or eight seasons. I thought there were nine. I think there's eight seasons. At the end of season seven, Eric leaves when they're done with high school. He's like, "I'm going to go uh, be a doctor in Africa or do whatever in Africa, right?" Because Topher Grace wanted to go do other acting things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which makes sense. They were all they were on the show. They've been on the show forever. They were like teenagers when it started. They want to go be adults. Yeah, they want to go be adults and like see what else they can do. So when he leaves, they, uh, Ashton Kutcher also leaves. He, his character, Kelso, had a baby. The baby mama moved to Chicago. He's like, hey, I have to go be with my kid. So he also leaves. They're down two teens. <laughs> they gotta fill, the, fill in the gaps. So they bring in Randy. But there's not really any reason for them all to be hanging out at Eric's house anymore. Right, <laughs> Eric's cause... not there. Why is everyone still hanging out there? Randy takes over as the lead, even though it's not his house and he doesn't even know Eric. Like what? Like what's happening? Right. So the last season, most people are like, "Yeah, once Randy shows up, it's all over." And I'm like, I get that, but also it's not his fault. <laughs> like he just uh, just he just got an audition, and then got the part, and it's like, cool, this show that people like, I get to be on now. Right. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Hey, fuck off." <laughs>
0: that's what happens when shows die like...
1: well they could have just ended it there but it was still in the 70s yeah. because they end the show New Year's Eve 79 with the countdown to the new year yes so <laughs> they still had another year of the 70s <laughs> to fill up and they were like people are still watching the show we'll just add in a new guy originally Randy the character jo- uh, Josh McFarlane it's yes. Seth McFarlane's brother
0: Yes, I think it's Josh.
1: So he has, like, shaggy blonde hair, and he's supposed to be Eric after he, like, gets to Africa, and he's been there a while, and he's, like, kind of, like, it's been a long time, and now I'm, like, you know.
0: Part of these people? Disheveled.
1: But the producers felt that that would be disrespectful to Topher Grace's fans (laughs) to just, like, replace him for the last season. So they wrote Randy for this new guy, and everyone hated him. (laughs) And I'm like, that sucks. That does suck. But I get it. I don't mind Randy. It doesn't make sense in the rest of the show. Like, why are they still hanging out at the, forest, the Foremans if,
0: Eric I mean, I there. guess
1: technically Stephen is still living there or whatever, but it doesn't make sense. Shark jump. Yeah. Lost, I did not watch. I did not Apparently, they start bringing in new characters like Nikki and Paolo. I, I don't, don't know watch. what's wrong with that, except for the fact that I do know how the show ends and I'm like, they can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> Because everyone's dead anyway. Everyone dies. Oh, do you not know that? Okay, Lost starts with a plane crash. They yes. crash land on this deserted island. And then the show goes fuck wild for like nine years. And then at the end, they're like, hey, everyone died and this was limbo. <laughs> so who cares what we did in between? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So I'm like, they can bring in whoever they want. Everyone was dead anyway. Everyone died. Yeah. Um, the X-Files haven't watched it. You should. I don't have any desire to watch anything that has to do with extraterrestrials. <laughs> Thank you very much. I like it because of David Duchovny. So apparently, David Duchovny leaves at some point.
0: He does, he does. but
1: Scully. Stays. So the 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 little like title that they give this one was, uh, you know, Mulder leaves. Mm-hmm. But when I'm reading the thing, he doesn't leave. He got abducted. So it's not when Mulder leaves. It's when Mulder gets abducted, <laughs> taken, <laughs> taken by yes. aliens. Actually, yeah. So I guess that was their shark jump moment. I don't know. I did not watch the show and I have not watched the reboot either. I have not watched the reboot. I would like to just because I watched it when I was younger. The original. Yeah. Uh, Friends has, depending on who you ask, many different shark jump moments. But for the vast majority of us, it is uh, Rachel and Joey dating because like, why? (laughs) There's no world. (laughs) Like she moves in with Joey and then she's like, oh, I think I have feelings for Joey. And then they, like, try dating and stuff. And (laughs) stuff. Well, at one point she, like, is like, hey, I know it's weird, but we're going to power through it and we're going to do it tonight. (laughs) She, like, I don't know, gets a little too intense about it and, like, ends up kneeing him in the crotch. It's the whole thing.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) I think I might have seen that episode. It's when they're in the living room and she's, like, flopping around because she's had too many glasses of wine or something no no okay i, have
1: not <laughs> I don't seen even it. know what that is <laughs> okay are you talking about monica because there's an episode where they flash back to monica's 30th birthday and she gets way drunk
0: maybe that's it
1: <laughs> I, don't I don't know i haven't actually watched all i the mean friends. to be fair it could be the same episode and you're just describing it wrong because she doesn't get too drunk
0: <laughs> i feel like there's a light that like falls over or something and
1: no that that. rings no bells okay in any episode on that show ever moving on (laughs) uh desperate housewives have not seen it me either apparently at some point they open and it's five years later (laughs) people are like why why is it
0: five years later later?" what's the significance of this
1: yeah exactly i have no idea prison break did not watch that either me either my cousin cody did and i do remember it being a show And every time I saw commercial for it, I'm like, why is this still on? Didn't they get out of prison at some point? That's how the first season ends, is they break out of prison. Oh. And then they have, like, four more seasons or something. (laughs) It's like, they broke out of prison, though. (laughs) They they
0: did what they needed to do. The show is literally called Prison Break, and they did that.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So so apparently the the breakout is a lot of people's jumping the shark moment for that one. Uh, Glee.
0: I think I watched like the first three episodes of that, and then did not watch anymore.
1: Yeah, I was in choir, so it was impossible to escape from. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the, nat- the when the New Directions win nationals, New Directions is the name of their choir, and they win nationals. And now the show is no longer about this like misfit group of underdogs trying to win because the- they're like the, the actual fun. champions. And also, everyone graduates high school. <laughs> Dude, there is some sort of curse going on over at the Glee cast. Oh, God. Rough over there. Yeah. Man. But <laughs> you're not doing well. No. I'll tell you that much. One by one. Yeah. Uh, Dallas.
0: Did not watch that.
1: I have not watched that. I have not watched the reboot either. Apparently, Bobby Ewing dies. He gets hit by a car or something. And people are like, oh, no, that's sad. And then in like the next episode he's back or something because it's soap opera so it was all a dream and he never actually died that's so weird soap operas are only jumping the sharks just strung together with like sex and fine dining and (laughs) and you know star wipes or whatever they do i don't know (laughs) uh homeland does not ring a bell I do know what it is, but I have not watched it because political intrigue is not really my jam.
0: I was going to say, it was something like about government stuff, right? Yeah, it's
1: like, I think it's was CIA or something. Apparently, at some point in that show, the vice president's pacemaker gets hacked. (laughs) You can hack a pacemaker?
0: I thought you just had to go through an x-ray machine or something.
1: No, I I mean, it's, you know, depending on the capabilities. Weird. Of that pacemaker and the technology.
0: That's so weird.
1: Yeah. Apparently it is possible, but also why? (laughs) Why is that a plot point? Right. Okay, Scrubs? I did not watch it. Okay. Everyone agrees that that show had eight amazing beautiful seasons. And we don't talk about season nine. (laughs) No? Because season nine does not exist. Well, here's the thing, though. It was only supposed to have eight seasons, and then they were going to start a new show a spinoff of scrubs called i don't know new kids or med school or whatever they're calling it but people didn't like it so they just kind of tacked it on to the end of <laughs> scrubs and called it season nine but every like they had graduated they were no longer med students so <laughs> so they kind of like all the main people like sarah chalk and donald fazan and zach braff and everyone left the show because they were no longer med students. They didn't have to be there. <laughs> so they brought in, shit, what's his name? Dave Franco, the younger one. He was on there and he's the only name I know.
0: James Franco? Or Dave, Dave Franco. Franco? Dave Franco is the younger one? <laughs>
1: the younger one. Okay. <laughs> so season nine entirely. Forget it. <laughs> Forget season nine of Scrubs. Okay. Yeah. Heroes?
0: Oh. Uh, I think I watched the first season of that. I
1: have not watched it. Some, uh, one of the host of a podcast i listened to was one of the people on it oh i don't know which person she's blonde and it's not hayden Panettiere because she was in that show right she was a cheerleader mm-hmm. hero or something she I was don't yes. know what's going on uh, season one i know was very widely celebrated people loved season one of heroes and then <laughs> and then the trailer for season two comes out and they sent one of the guys back to like feudal japan or something everyone's like what's happening
0: why did he go back there
1: yeah i don't know and then i guess season two was just like a bunch of like him trying to i don't know trying to get back to modern day or living life in ancient japan or something i don't know what's happening that's weird i didn't watch the show but apparently he gets sent back there felicity
0: not even a little bit familiar with that
1: yeah, the name sounds familiar, but also I'm pretty sure that was the name of one of the American Girl dolls that we talked about <laughs> yes, earlier. Yes, it is. So that might be why i it's ringing a bell for me. Carrie something, Terry something, was the Felicity. Uh, they cut her hair, and that's their shark jump, is that Felicity got a haircut. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I did not watch the show, so I don't know why that's such a major thing, except that I know that she has curly hair, and they like... Pixie cut it. Oh, snap. So it was like a dramatic cut, but like didn't have that much impact on the storyline that that was their shark jump. Right. And then Roseanne. Oh. The original Roseanne. Yes. The original run of Roseanne. (laughs) Because some could argue that their shark jump is actually (laughs) season one of The Reboot. The comeback. Yeah. So did you watch Roseanne?
0: I did when I was younger. I have not watched an episode for probably close to 15 years.
1: Okay, I watch reruns whenever I can find them, because I love it. So, the last season begins with them winning the lottery. Okay. And that's, like, the beginning of the end, because they're no... I mean, so, that show was popular because it was just regular people. It's not the kind of people that you get to see on TV. Like, it's just a regular-ass family. family. And then they win the lottery, and all of a sudden they have money, and they're no longer... A regular-ass family who doesn't usually get airtime, like...
0: Now they're millionaires again.
1: Exactly. Not again. Well, I mean, like... (laughs) They were not for millionaires, but, yeah.
0: Like every other family on TV.
1: Exactly. So, that's up. Do you know how that show ends? Um, doesn't somebody die? Well, here's the thing. They never won the lottery. Oh, shit. Roseanne had taken up writing again, because she used to write, like, when the show started. She wanted to be an author, so... (laughs) she had taken up writing again and the like voiceover narrative for the last episode <laughs> she's like oh yeah sorry <laughs> sorry i uh lied to you all uh, jackie is a lesbian she never had a kid but i always saw her with a man so i wrote her that way uh dan died a year ago <laughs> and we never won the lottery uh <laughs> and all of this other stuff and it's like hold on a second you can't just drop all of these on me it's not even dropping it it's literally the last episode you're gonna tell me that nope sorry that was all wrong i lied like no that's how the show that's right literally the last entire season of the show like that's the that's the truth of how it happened it's like (laughs) and then obviously the reboot happens and dan's alive
0: (laughs) so like which one is it right did he actually die or was that you just ending the show (laughs)
1: Well, he didn't actually die because John Goodman. Is well, so I funny. know that them like in real show. life,
0: but like in show reality,
1: <laughs> in the show reality, he died. But yes, that was just them ending the show. So ER.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tell me about all these ones. <laughs>
1: okay, so ER right, <laughs> show about a hospital in Chicago. Uh, there are doctors, some of them are surgeons. It's the emergency room. So <laughs> uh, Robert Romano is the head of medicine. At the end of season 8, I believe it was the end of season 8, there's a uh, an outbreak of smallpox in the hospital. First of all, that episode is very surprisingly mirroring of today. Today's <laughs> you know? pandemic? Well, they had to quarantine everyone in the emergency room. So, like, everyone who was waiting in the waiting room with these two kids who have smallpox, it's like, you've all been exposed. We can't let you leave. Yeah. <laughs> People are losing their minds. And then Carter gets up there and gives a little speech about how if you leave, you will take this home to your kids and your neighbors, and can you really live with that? And everyone's like, you know, he's right. And I'm like, I'll tell you right now, Carter, they can live with that because that's exactly what's happening right now. This is not realistic. (laughs) Your little heartfelt speech isn't getting through to anyone. (laughs) Those people are still slamming through those sliding doors (laughs) so they can go home and have, like, chicken pot pie. I don't know.
0: Whatever people eat for dinner <laughs> these days.
1: Yeah, so so that happens. I'm like, hold on a second. It's like 1999, and you're telling me that there's a smallpox outbreak because of these anti vaxxers uh, So they have to evacuate the entire hospital. So uh, some of the like more critical patients, like the a- ICU patients, they take up to the roof to have them like choppered,
0: like medevaced, other
1: places. Yeah. So so Romano the like chief hospital guy goes out there to i don't know (laughs) help load someone or whatever and one of the clipboards flies away so he goes to get it (laughs) when he stands back up he's too close to the helicopter and the the tail rotor chops off his arm oh my god and he's a surgeon so like that's his whole life gone right So that's how that season ends (laughs) when they chopped off
0: his arm arm. and and, uh, end of season.
1: (laughs) So good. Okay, so season nine or ten. Okay, so he has a fake arm. He's doing whatever. Season nine or ten, I can't remember (laughs) which. There's, he hasn't gone back out on the roof, right? So he has to go up there with someone for some reason. I don't know. They need paperwork or something. (laughs) So he, uh, they go up there, and the door's open, and the other doctor who's with him, he's, she's like, are you are you coming? He's like, no, I'll be, I'll be fine. I'm just going to go back down. Like, they need the paperwork. You better get out there, right? Because right. he's, he's afraid he can't go out there. So he goes back down, and he runs out into the ambulance bay because <laughs> he's having a panic attack, and he, like, yells at one of the med students for smoking weed at the hospital while he's on a shift, obviously. <laughs> like, that's, you can't do that, Right. Meanwhile, up on the roof, (laughs) something's not right with the helicopter, right? So, like, they lift off, but, like, it's spinning. And I'm like, that's a bad sign. It's supposed to just be, like, level. (laughs) So, like, something is off balance. (laughs) And I set it back down, and it basically, like, explodes. Shit. (laughs) The helicopter falls off the roof (laughs) and lands on Romano, and he gets doesn't matter that he didn't go out on there and still killed him oh my god so good.
0: that's fucked up
1: <laughs> oh it's so out of place for that show but it's so good
0: <laughs> the helicopters had a vendetta against him
1: oh man every time i watch that show i'm like what <laughs> what's happening Oh, man, I only have two more seasons left. I can't wait. They just ran Ray over at the end of this last episode. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That is <laughs> wild. That is a crazy ending. Ending. Yeah. I love shark jumps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, my last topic is not nearly as cool as yours. Okay. Or even remotely as energetic. <laughs> my last okay. topic is dry shampoo.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good, too.
0: <laughs> okay. So, dry shampoo is, like, technically thought of as, like, a modern invention, but evidence what? suggests that people in Asia used clay powders to clean their hair as early as the 15th century. So, like, the 1400s. Um, poor
1: girl tip. Cornstarch does the same thing. Yes, it does.
0: Powders were also used by the British-American elite to absorb the oils in their hair and wigs when long hair was a marker of masculinity. It also deodorized the wigs in the 1700s.
1: That's why it's called the powdered wig. Yes. Because you powder it, like... A lot. Baby powder. But for your hair.
0: (laughs) The first commercially produced dry shampoo was sold in the 1940s. It was called Mini Poo, and it was created by the Stephanie Brooks Company of New Jersey. It was marketed to women for surprise dates, or for when they were sick in bed and couldn't shower. And it was marketed to children because they didn't get soap in their eyes.
1: I mean, you still have to wash your hair. Yes. But
0: yeah. But like when it first came out, it was like, oh, you don't have to shower as often. Like, less soap in your eyes. So, these days... Dry shampoos are typically mixed with a carrier agent, which evaporates, and then a powder, generally, starch, or a type of starch. Uh, the agent evaporates, the starch stays, soaks up the oil, and your hair looks clean. doesn't necessarily feel clean, but it looks clean. Oftentimes, especially back in the beginning of the dry shampoo days, activated carbon and alumina were used, but they're not bi- biodegradable, so more modern companies have switched to starches. Dry shampoo tells you not to use dry shampoo for, like, more than two days. That is because of a lot of different things I did not know, actually. One of those is the, based on what the starch is, can actually turn alkaline when it absorbs the oil in your hair. And so it can really fuck up your scalp that way. I did not know that, and, which makes sense, though, because my hair always gets, like, really itchy and, like, scabby after, like, a day. I'm like, what the hell? And now I know why. Yeah. Do you use dry shampoo often? So here's the thing. Or starch or whatever you use.
1: Once my hair is, uh, it it, it goes south fast. Yeah. So like the, the day I wash my hair, it's good. The next day, uh, it's 50-50. It might already be too far to be saved.
0: I feel that. I can't go more than like three days without showering or washing my hair. So dry shampoo yeah. gets me that. That's
1: so why I wear my hair up. So much because I don't want to wash it every day, but also it's going to be crazy halfway through day two. So
0: I feel it, but that's why I use dry shampoo on day two to like help me get through that like second day. But then day three or four it goes up.
1: Yeah, I have a can that I bought I think in a high school.
0: <laughs> Holy hell! I go. Yeah. I usually go through a can like once a month. So I found a list of fifteen of the top brands. I found I picked six of them to talk about.
1: Okay, Um, I know at least one of them because I own it. (laughs) Number one? I don't know if it's going to be number one, but I'm going to say top three Batiste. Number one. Okay. (laughs) Number one. That's actually what I use. Yeah. Mine is the like the green and yellow can, the like exotic, but it's like pina colada y kind of. Yes. I
0: currently have floral and flirty blush because I like the smell of it.
1: Yeah, they have, um, I believe, like color matchy ones now. They do. They
0: have tinted dry shampoo.
1: Yeah.
0: And it smells good, which I like. So you can pick that up for about $7 to $9. Number two was... Well, my $7 to $9
1: has gone a long way. (laughs) Yeah, it has.
0: (laughs) Uh, I spend that monthly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the next one is chlorine with oat milk. It's good for sensitive scalps and it uses rice and corn starches. I think I kind of want to try that one, except for it's about $20, which is a little more expensive. Yeah. So... That might be a little bit more of a treat. Yeah, more of a splurge <laughs> yeah. day. So the next one was actually the most expensive on the list. It was Oribe Texturizing Spray. It produces little to no buildup. It smells good. And not only does it soak up your oil,
1: it adds volume. So it also works as a hairspray. I had something that is not technically a dry shampoo, but it was like a volumizing powder from Chi that I got at Regis. When i used to get my hair cut there
0: ah. did you put it like on your roots and like rub it in and like volumed it right. i love that stuff yep. um so this Oribe texturizing spray you get for 20 to 50 dollars. 20 at sephora 50 on amazon usually it's the other way around uh, <laughs> uh, number four was bedhead rockaholic dirty secret you can pick that up for 10 to 12 dollars. it's white if sprayed too close but it does come in a very large bottle so spray it far away and you'll get your money's worth
1: i mean i think all of them are if you spray enough on there, it's going to be noticeable. Yeah,
0: that, this is true. Minus the dry shampoo. Well, the tinted dry shampoo from Batiste. Yeah. Number five was the drugstore favorite, which was Freeman Psst. You can pick that up between $7 to $20, depending on where you Sorry, go. Sorry, what was that? Freeman Psst. Okay. Exclamation point.
1: I've never heard
0: of that. Me either. It didn't even look familiar on the label. It was like some peach or something. Number six is Big Sexy Hair. That is actually mineral and clay based. So my guess the mineral mineral is silica and then obviously clay. It does need to sit due to the, the mixture of the two, the mineral and the clay. So you have to let that sit for about two minutes. But then you brush it through your hair and it should soak up whatever you need it to at that point. So yeah, I'm on day three of dry shampoo. So after we're done recording here, I'm going to pop over to the shower and wash my hair. Yeah. Cause it's hot in here, and I want to take a cold shower, and also my hair needs washed. But yeah, uh, Batiste is clearly my favorite thus far. Yeah, it's I
1: just, my hair just it goes so fast.
0: Mine isn't so bad when it's short, but when it's long, it definitely like yeah. oils up.
1: Oh, it's a nightmare when you have bangs because they're just like on your face in... all the time, and they're always greasy, and it's like, cool. Yeah, halfway through day one, <laughs> you're already done. That's why I quit getting
0: bangs. Yeah, same. <laughs> Also, I look like a mushroom if I have them, so... Because they do this weird, like, flippy thing. Hence the Jonathan Jackson picture we have. That is the worst photo ever. I hate it so much.
1: Speaking of Jonathan Jackson again. Yes. That was twice in one episode, somehow. Damn.
0: Maybe we should just label it Jonathan Jackson.
1: I don't think we give him that much air time.
0: But, I mean, it's a shark jump, so it doesn't really fit with the episode i mean we just
1: called this one jumping
0: Shark." <laughs> that works too <laughs> okay so if you've made it this far thanks for listening to our two rough episodes hopefully <laughs> next one we record will be flawless back to norm if you like what you heard give us a like and a comment on soundcloud if you're listening on apple Podcasts, give us five stars in review and let people know you think we're cool also, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at YesDudePodcast. As I say every episode, Emily takes care of our Instagram, I take care of our Twitter. Reach out to us, chat with us. We like when our listeners do that. So far, Emily's brother is the only one who's done that, and we had some cool combos. So reach out to me on Twitter, reach out to Emily on Instagram, and we'll catch you next episode. Bye. 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 I'm not afraid of